this is a cheat code. I am starting out on Instagram. I want to grow a short form. What do I do? So in the last 30 days, TikTok basically declared war on Amazon. Have you ever heard of Connor Price? I want to show you guys how he thinks about videos. And like I heard him in an interview talk about it, that he only thinks in hooks. What it got me thinking about <laughs> companies where the product is the packaging. The only thing that has a 100% open rate is your unboxing experience. Are you working? Sweat Equity, episode four. Round four. Round four. Today, this is what I got. So I want to give an update on Cut30 and essentially how been using short form and trying to grow on short form. Or sorry, grow using short form, but growing on Instagram particularly. Um, pretty cool update there. Second, I, I want to dive into Connor Price. He's like this white rapper who has taken off, but like the way he promotes his, his music how he's uh, leveraged YouTube and Spotify to make, I mean, I think it's over $2 million a year. Damn. Yeah, a ton of money. Um, he has a sick formula for how he, he makes like these viral videos. And then onto, you know, some of your, I'm segueing off like some of your topics, but going to be talking about Ridge Wallet and then this new thing that I found uh, a few days ago, Goodworth Keys. Yeah. And it's sick. I spent like 50 something dollars on keys and a, and a lighter case. But, <laughs> totally sick. Uh, but first, before we get into it, like this hat, yay, nay? Uh, I mean, I I like it personally. You know, you look like you kind of live in the future. Um, I don't know where it's coming from. Oh, there's a Nike sign in there. There's a Nike sign. It's, it, no, it's Nocta, which I think is Drake's. Right. Right, Drake's thing. Right. No, I mean, it's fire, but it's going to be hard to look at you for the next like 60 minutes. You can't even see my forehead, right? It's Basically. completely gone. Yeah, it's I can't gone. see anything. I just got eyes down. Right. Which the... We won't talk. <laughs> the reason I ask yeah. is I was a little late to the release, right? Mm. So the average head size is like a medium, right? right? As soon as I got on the site, medium's gone. How, how big is your head? Like you got a That's big That's a head. weird question. Pause. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. How big is your head? Like, do you, I don't have, know. Do you have a big head? I've never measured it, but. I feel like you have a big head. No, you're. Have you seen your shit? Have you seen your noggin? I got it. I'm not shying away from the fact that I have a noggin. It's medium. I'm just it's okay. medium. All right. And when I got onto the site, medium was sold out. So I had a game time decision. Do I buy the large extra large? Or do I buy the small slash medium? Mm. I bought the small slash medium. <laughs> I put it on in front of Vanessa. She's my fiance. Yeah. I got called a pistachio head. <laughs> and she said, babe, no. I mean, no. that's your L for the week. Like, like, yeah. it's, like, it's like, like, that one's hard to come back from. And so it's a $50 hat. And I'm just like, uh, I got to wear it once. That's only 50 bucks. Yeah, it wasn't that Drake, bad. Drake, Nike hat? Yeah, not, I was like, that's not, not a bad. bad deal. So. We always got backup. Yeah. We always got backup. Hook them. It is 1244 and OU still sucks. Uh, yeah, tough to but say they won. We, they won. They they did lose last week. Um. Well, moving on. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to best leverage TikTok shop while they're pushing subsidies to brands uh, to encourage them to use it. Uh, a few different companies where the product is actually the packaging itself um, and the economics of Austin City Limits Music Festival. But I want to hear about your short form stuff first. Sweet. So I'll give quick context. We started a, a short form course called and cohort based course called Cut 30. 
you join for 30 days, you're going to have an accountability group where we, like me, my, or myself, Oren and Colin, uh, which they all have larger followings than me on Instagram. And they've, they've killed it with short form content. You essentially have us at your disposal. We're going to teach you how to make short form content. Uh, you give us your short form content, your scripts, your editing, whatever. We're going to tell you what you should do, what you should not do, what to fix, et cetera. It's actually pretty crazy. Like yesterday, there was like four or five people in the group that all had videos. Their second videos get 20, 30, 40,000 views. Damn. Which is actually wild. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what were they talking about? So one, okay, so this, this is a cheat code. One of the dudes was, there's actually some pretty impressive people in there. Yeah. One of the dudes was an, is an ex NFL quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Only seven we're just going to leave the cliffhanger there, right? I need to look at what team he played for, but okay. he, I think he had like seven passing yards in his career. But he made seven it to the NFL. Facts. Facts. Made it to the NFL. Is great on camera. Absolutely great. I mean, he's a QB. Right. Made for yeah, camera. Yeah. Right. And he made a video on like, I'm going to teach you how to throw a better spiral or like throw further. I'd watch it. And it like, it did well. Then he did another video on football as well did awesome. Then the second guy made a video about Hellraiser or Hellcat or like, I think it's Hellraiser, like a streetwear brand. Mm-hmm. And he like put a good opinion on it of like, damn, this company made $2 million off one drop in, I think it was like 15 minutes and nobody's received the product. And damn. he's like, that's foul. Firefest. Yeah. So uh, those are some of the videos. Um, there's also like the XVP of Def Jam is part of it. Okay. There's people from Adobe it's yeah. like actually yeah. like there's some names in there where like no, y'all are Damn, this, up. Is, this is awesome yeah um but anyway so like i wanted to do this because i've worked in short form for seven years now six seven years now like how i even got into marketing and i've always done it for brands so i was like oh i want to do this for myself it's or i wanted to do it for myself and focus on growing my personal brand right and so less than a month ago i had three thousand followers roughly on on ig and this weekend, I'll cross 7,000, right? So like the growth has been in essentially 30 days, doubling my audience. Then from that too, in the last 10 days, Marketing Exam has gotten over 600 subs um, from Instagram, which is pretty, that's a good number. Like if you're just okay. starting to get, yeah, if you're just starting to get out or get started on IG and like you're pushing 600 uh, subs every 10 days, like at the end of the year, you have a substantial business, For sure. especially as a creator. Well, I know it'll compound, right? I mean, like- That's more- what I'm saying. The more virality you kind of get, the more people are going to get yeah. eyeballs in the newsletters, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And I also think like there's, I'm not leveraging stories at all to push people to the newsletter yet. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a story can get six, 700 views and like, let's say it has just a four or 5% click through rate. That is still people, if you're doing that every day, et cetera, that's right. a good amount. But my thing is, so why short form? To me, there's nothing more powerful right now if you are just starting out than short form content. Right. YouTube takes a little bit longer. It takes more res- resources. You have to think about it in a 10-minute video, whatever the case may be. But nothing like Instagram or TikTok just gives you the ability to go viral. And I have a lot of examples of people going viral and it changing their business, changing their life because of one video. One of them is Unfinished Legacy. Have you ever seen them? No, I haven't. Streetwear brand. And I don't want to say they they grew overnight kind of thing, but They've done a great job of leveraging, they started on TikTok and leveraging TikTok to build a streetwear brand by building in public. Right. And it's super fascinating. I've ordered three or four shirts 
from them, all $60 shirts. Like, yeah, I am a returning customer. I learned about them because um, of TikTok. And right. like now I'm a fan of Unfinished Legacy. Now, another one is Colin, who I'm doing the course with. Colin's wife, Kelsey, has a, a brand called Glowless. And it's like some patch. I think oh, they, I right. think I the, mentioned this. The Asian glow thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where right. like if you drink liquor, she gets all red. Right. She has had one video. She's done this a few times already, but like one video popped off and it sold over $25,000 worth of product in, it was like 72 hours. Right. Okay. The other one, it drives podcast listeners. Our Future has already done a phenomenal job of leveraging short form to grow their podcast. I don't know their downloads, but like their IG is already at like 20, I, right? yeah, 15, 20,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I'm guessing their pod is in that same range 100%. because of short form. They know how to do the short form game. I mean, they do it perfectly too, right? Because they they follow the strategy that any video podcast should, yeah. which is long form YouTube, chop it up into clips. And then you are basically like repurposing all of these different little snippets that you have. Like you already did the work, right? So now you're just like cutting it up, throwing a quick edit on yeah. it. And then... So something I've been thinking about, this is outside of this. Gus, I want your your thoughts on this. But for the podcast, anything that you think is like a sick segment or you, you're like, damn, that could go viral. Do you think we should script a video, like reshoot that segment as a scripted video to then push the podcast mm. instead? Like, because think about when we talk on the pod, there's a lot more fluff. There's a lot more ums. There's a lot more just like bullshit within within the conversation that it may be hard to condense an 11 minute clip into like a great 45 second video. Right. Yeah. Should we then script it, have this sick 45 second video, but it's made to go viral and push the pod? See, where I would struggle with that is I think a lot of virality in those moments comes from how fluid the rent, like the riff really is. And so when you script it, like it almost makes it more of an ad than a uh, like organic video. Um, it's worth to try. I think that yeah, I mean, we should definitely test it. But I think the, the thing that I'm definitely trying to work on is like I want like when we talk about something, I'm thinking in clips. Yeah, like one hundred percent. When when we're doing it, like it's already kind of scripted in my head, and so I'm trying to rip it to a point where, like, it's a minute and a half straight of information. We can cut thirty seconds and yeah. then add some overlay to it with images and stuff like that, and then hopefully it's you know easy to clip and go from there. One hundred percent. The other thing I think is interesting about short form, it's the testing ground for paid. Right. Uh, I'm sure you've seen vintage Broncos. Yeah, yeah, Dude, I have. Those are sick. One, they're sick. <laughs> Two. They do the same, they do that same exact playbook where something will go viral organically and they're like, fuck it, let's turn this into a bunch of paid, right. paid videos. And if you think about it, I mean, they've, they just got LeBron as a customer. Like, they're also casually selling $400,000. Like when we sell sweat <laughs> yeah. equity or if Spotify yeah. wants to come yeah, yeah. deport us, the whole squad's getting a vintage Bronco Pro, except John. One, one, one product that does this really well. Uh, have you seen these shower heads? And Jolly? Like these like yeah. So yeah. Jolly or maybe Jolly, I don't know. Yeah. But um, but there's another one called Filter Baby. Like there's a few of these, and they like their entire marketing strategy is like UGC focused. Yeah, I believe where it's it. like, have you ever, you know, looked at what your filter really looks like? And they'll yeah. unscrew the filter from a sink and then show you how dirty it is, and then you know, they'll then go into kind of like selling the product itself. Yeah. But their hooks are just so native to TikTok. Yeah. Like hot girls use shower filters or like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm like, damn, I kind of want to be hot. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, 
it's it's crazy because it's so captivating right off the bat and it's something that every single person is affected by right like yeah. we all have a faucet we all have a shower head it feels like that's something that like has such broad appeal yeah. and so what better place to do it than you know somewhere they can go viral the easiest 100 percent. so i want to give everybody like the playbook if you're just starting out i'm starting out on instagram i want to grow a short form what do i do short form is like going to a buffet especially when you're starting out. I'm hungry. So imagine you go to Golden Corral, right? You, you, <laughs> what? That's the one you choose, Golden Corral? What else you got? I don't know. Maybe like a local Chinese buffet. So I was going to say Kobe, better. but I don't feel like a lot of people here would know That's what Kobe fair. is. That's fair. That's so fair. I got to go Golden Corral because yeah. it's mainstream. So you go to Golden Corral, you get your plate and you walk through the line and you just, when you first go and you're eating with your eyes, you grab, you get a steak, you get the cornbread, you get rice, you get the chicken, like, right? You just stock up your plate with everything. And then you go back to, to eat yeah. and you're like, damn, I only ate two of these eight things. Starting on short form content is the same thing. You want to test all sorts of different content ideas, all sorts of different content pillars. Right. Then you're going up for seconds, right? You're like, fuck, I only wanted the steak and, and the rice. Right. Right. So you go up to, you go back up, you get more of that. Right. Content is the same thing. You find the few things that work and you, you just go back to doing more of it. So what'd you find that worked? Okay. So for me, it's been playbooks. So like, Hey, this is athletic greens marketing playbook. This is Ridge wallets marketing playbook. This is true classics marketing playbook. The other thing that I found to work is here's how I'd grow X. Here's how I'd grow this startup. Mm. Here's how I'd grow this brand. Mm -hmm. How do I know those are my things? The analytics. So I'm, I'm constantly looking at the analytics and what I'll notice is watch time is high, saves is astronomical and almost like a one-to-one -one ratio to likes. Yeah. Um, the true classic analytics I just showed you earlier was like a two-to-one for saves to likes. Like it, every right. two saves was a like. Right. Then also there's the profile activity thing that I'll show you. And it was bring, bringing in thousands of followers every, uh, every, not every video, but the true classic ones specifically. But every time I made another playbook, it was the high, the one that had the highest profile activity of people clicking through and following me and then also subscribing to the newsletter. So then the other part is eventually you're done at the buffet and you're like, okay, like I fucking steak and rice is my new favorite thing, right? Yeah. I'm now going to cook this shit at the crib. Like I'm going to start whipping up steaks and whatnot. So now because it's your recipe, you take those pillars and you just keep refining it and scaling it and refining it and scaling it, yeah. right? You're essentially just m remixing the recipe until you find like, these are the things that every time I post it there, I'm going to grow. And now you can literally plan your growth out. So like, that's how I know I will hit 7,000 followers this week or by the end of the weekend, because as long as I keep putting out playbooks and I keep putting out these, how I'd grow X, I'll grow. The other part is once you start growing, you want it to be like this 85-15 split of growth content versus testing content. Mm. The growth content is when I put these out, like I said before, you right. grow. Right. The other things is you want to keep going back to the buffet. You want to find more things to add to your diet, right? Like you want to find new shit that's going to work. I'm back at Golden Corral, baby. Can't live on steak and rice forever. Saying the, the person who brings carnivore snacks to the office every five yeah, That's for my boy Mark, though, you know? Literally, it's skirt steak. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally skirt steak. But the idea is like, you always want to be testing as you grow the bucket. Like, you want to have those pillars, and then you always want to be testing, like, 
new things. So you'll see even my content this week, it's all playbooks. And then I've tested two other content formats to see, is it driving? Are the analytics showing me that this should be a staple or that it has potential to be a staple? If not, I ditch it. If yes, I'll try it again. I'll try to make it better. Um, but outside of that, it's just straight working on my pillars. Yeah, that's fire. So you, what is the what is the goal? Next time we check in on this, where do you think you'll be? Maybe like a month from now. A month from now? Yeah. 20K. 20K? I have an ambitious goal of... Because uh, one of these is going to go crazy viral. Crazy viral. Yeah. So I'll give context on Oren has had like multiple videos go viral. Like um, I would say like I think it was like a million views as his highest. Yeah. And then when I was at Lake Travis like two weeks ago or something like that, when I had the staycation, Oren posted a video on like reviewing pans. And it was like kind of opinionated of like, this pan sucks, this one doesn't. Yeah. It got four or five, six, in that range, four to six million views. Oh my God. He picked up 40,000 followers <laughs> in like two or three days. That is crazy. I commented and just like took his quote and just said, you're buying lies, LMAO. That comment has more likes than any of my videos has ever gotten. <laughs> There's levels to it. <laughs> it has, it has, I still get, will get notifications of people liking the comment. It has nearly 7,000 likes my comment. Oh my gosh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. But another crazy stat though that I will say is we spend over $10,000 a month on paid media, right? So I'll go to Marketing Examine's Instagram page and it'll say like we're reaching 200 to 300,000 people every, every 30 days. Um, with that paid spend. We could look, pull up my Instagram right now. I've reached 200,000 people in the last 30 days off organic content. Right. And I mean, you think about not necessarily because obviously you're acquiring subscribers with the paid media. Yeah. But maybe the level of subscriber that you're acquiring with this organic stuff, like they probably, you know, know you a little bit more. Yeah. They're going to be a little more loyal. They're probably going to engage more with your stuff. Like, yeah. So I think there's also another argument there about the quality. Like that's sure. why people talk about YouTube subs being by far the most the valuable quality. thing out there yeah. because they're just diehard rabid people. Yeah. Like video gets dropped on Monday at 8 p.m. It gets watched Monday at 8.30. Creator drops merch on Wednesday. They're buying that merch immediately at the drop. They sell out. Like yeah. it's a rabid, rabid fan base. And so I always say with like YouTube versus TikTok, Instagram is like, on Instagram and TikTok, you have to get their attention and then they choose, they have to like sit down and choose to watch you. Right. Or right. Like they, you have to hook them so that they consume your content. Right. On YouTube, they choose to watch you. They literally like, they're waiting. Oh shit. This person just dropped a video. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch this video. It's a completely yeah. different uh, scenario and one is so much more powerful than the other. Yeah. But what you got? I know you got some heat. So keeping with short form being powerful, yep. there's something pretty wild going on right now with TikTok shops. Have you heard about this at all? I haven't seen Twitter shit about it. I haven't like gone down the rabbit hole now. Yeah. So in the last 30 days, TikTok basically declared war on Amazon. And Love it. what do I mean by that? So uh, the crown jewel of attention is obviously monetizing it somehow, right? Like TikTok, you know, they have everyone's attention span in a chokehold, but I mean, their ads platform wasn't really that great. So like, what's the next frontier for them? Well, actually building commerce and storefronts on their own platform. And they have a really unique opportunity to do it because it's such a visual like way of consuming content, right? Yeah. So like an influencer says like, you know, Jolie, for example, like 
if you see that shower head and the influencer is like, yo, this totally cleared up my acne. Here's a before and after, and here's a link to buy right in the caption. Yeah. You might just buy it. What's interesting about this to me is that Meta, you know, Facebook and Instagram, they tried to do this. It did not work. There's so many theories out there for why that didn't work. Like Instagram shop? Yeah. Okay. So IG shop, like in the last like couple of years, like Facebook was really pushing shops and they actually were willing to give a 20% discount to the product being sold. And then Meta would reimburse the brand. Wow. Okay, so like if you bought that hat for yeah. $50, it was 20% off. Like Meta's paying you out the full 50, even though the c- customer bought it for 40. They're giving Nocta like the other additional 20%. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and so TikTok said, hold my beer. Because they, <laughs> they're they now giving 50% off oh to most products that are on TikTok shop. 50% off. So if you want to buy a represent t-shirt for 200 bucks, it's 100 now, but represent still getting paid $200. Bro, you needed to tell me this two days ago. I know. Because represent had a drop yesterday. I promise you. And I fucking <laughs> dropped another. Like I, I don't know what I did yesterday, but I bought like a lighter yeah. case I bought. I mean, keys, you, just, you got on your high piece vibe, you know? Yeah. Like, All right, go ahead. Sorry, I don't want to go down my consumer yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is insane, right? Here's another couple of cool things that are really interesting. So where Meta failed in this is that they did not have everything that we just described about virality. Yeah. That's what's different about TikTok. A couple of months ago, a Washington Post article came out and it said that it was discovered that people within TikTok had a so-called heat button where they could amplify certain videos that they thought should be showed to more people and they could manipulate the algorithm. Not really okay, significant national security risk. We don't care about any of that. All we care about is the business side of it, right? So what does that mean now? It means that TikTok wants their shops feature to be pushed to everybody. Mm. And so what are they doing? They're pressing that heat button on any video that has shops enabled. So creators who are using the shops feature are now going viral left and right. I mean, if you scroll the platform, you're going to see a little shop thing on almost every video right next to a little 50% off coupon. Wild. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. And so what I'm seeing is a few things. Number one, any influencer who has some sort of personal care product, beauty product, anything consumable is now making a video trying to push whatever that is, saying this changed my life. fix my skin, it fix my bloating, it fix whatever. Yeah. Maybe lose 10 pounds, who knows. Get ready with me videos, right? Mm. Like now you're getting a commission on the dress from from Reformation or Revolve, like that might be 50% off and they're also creators are able to set a commission on this. So like say you're, you know, you got 100,000 followers, right? Yeah. And you're in your own niche, maybe it's uh baby clothes. Maybe you're a mom and you're talking about like what toys to get your kid or, you know, what educational content is best, you no longer have to have an official brand deal. Mm. They've opened up their affiliate network to everybody. So if you have shops, the creator can then set their own commission, maybe it's 10 to 20% from that shop, and then link up to that shop automatically, create videos around it and earn an affiliate deal without even approaching the brand. That is crazy. It's wild. It's the wild, wild west out there. How are you using this? I feel like you're you're doing something with this. So the way I've always thought about it is I don't really want to put my face on anything. Mm. Um, but there is a trend on TikTok right now with these AI generated images and AI generated voiceovers. And so um, I do have a couple of friends who work in supplement brands. 
And uh, one of them is a tea booster brand, testosterone booster brand. Oh, the shit John's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still not working though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, what they've been able to do is it's a very clear playbook, right? So you have some sort of, you know, not necessarily like, it's, this isn't the most moral thing, but maybe like a very clickbait oriented hook of, you know, do you have low T levels? Like, well, this video is for you. Then you kind of splice it up with more stuff that ties to them emotionally. Yeah. But none of this is like a person on the screen, right? Like it's all like an AI generated image or like a cutout of an influencer or whatever it is. And then you throw in a Joe Rogan clip. <laughs> but nothing works better than a Joe Rogan. Clip. Right. Yeah. The singular source of truth for all men in America. <laughs> and uh, he, you know, you throw on a Joe Rogan clip about whatever the supplement is, you know, hopefully it's, hopefully he calls it out by name. And uh, for this particular supplement, there's also a clip of Andrew Huberman. Huberman? Yeah. Talking about it. And is it Tonga Ali? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's Tonga Ali and ter- Terkesterone, I think is what it is, which just sounds fake. And it just sounds like something to boost your testosterone. Tex- yeah, tex- what is it? Testosterone? Yeah, terkesterone. Oh, terkesterone. Like stop boost your, your testosterone. Well, it? Um, regardless, <laughs> so you can't run TikTok ads to these substances. Like you can't because they're 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 supplements, they're health products, whatever. Like you, yeah. you're you're actually banned from running ads to them. But what you can do is enable TikTok Shop and create organic videos that right. then go viral get subsidized discounts from TikTok and then just run it up. It's it's insane, dude. It's There's crazy. this insane loophole there for Why? any creator yeah. who wants to drop a uh, a DTC brand or like some kind of consumer package. Like there's, for yeah, sure. there's a big... For sure. How, well, how long do you think this window is going to exist? At least Q4. I think, I think they'll Through do Through Q4? It. Yeah, I, I think at least Q4. Um, I think how long will TikTok subsidize it at 50%? Like, who knows? But I'd be shocked if this isn't like an auto 10% for a long, long time. I mean, that's pretty much the D2C model is give me your email and I'll give you 10% off, yeah. right? Like 10% subsidies are everywhere. For this supplement brand is like now the game plan try to go viral every day. Like what is the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... What's the, you, check, what's the checklist look like? Like video needs to have AI, needs to have a Joe Rogan clip, it needs to have a Huberman. Like what is... Is there some checklist there? <laughs> There is a checklist. I do, yeah. Yeah, there is a checklist. So basically you have like problem solution and then kind of like emotional tie, right? Like you also want to like, I'm super bullish on like cognitive recall, something that that we'll talk about later. Like I think you want to show people something that is very familiar, but like they're not fully sure why it's there or like they associate you with that thing that they've seen and they already like. So um, you know, it's a, it's a testosterone boosting brand, right? So what does more testosterone do? It makes you maybe stronger and you gain muscle more. So what the creator will do is incorporate fitness influencers and be like, do you, do you think these guys are natty? No, they're taking, <laughs> <laughs> like they're taking, can you, script, uh, can you script for me on the spot? No, nah, I can't. I can't do it live. Bro, you're Mr. Hook. <laughs> I feel like and, this is, this is your, I, give us a hook. Like what would you, uh, your Give favorite influencers one. are lying to you and then just go right into it. Yeah, dude, come on. We got 50 of them. But Sick. long story short, you want to have something about cognitive recall with some sort of like thing that's familiar. You want to have a very clever hook that makes people want to watch the video. And then you want to sell through like someone who's an authoritative figure on the subject, right? Like the brand isn't the one selling. Listen to Andrew Huberman. 
he's the one that says that this is the best supplement to boost your tea. And I think there's like, dude, all this longevity content, like all of this stuff that's kind of like flooding the market with health and wellness. Like there's never been more stuff that you can take from different videos and then incorporate into your own organic content through a clip. What, uh, what are some other brands doing a good job of this? Are, do you know any, of any? The reason why, like, I want to write a case study on this for Marketing Examine. Yeah. About, like, this, like, organic, organic to TikTok shop and probably, like, does it work if you run paid and, like, link to the TikTok shop, too? You, so, I, for a lot of these products, you can't run paid. So, that, that's Because the of, thing. Like, just, like, the FDA or whatever in that right, case. Right, right, right. And, I mean, a lot of these videos have, like, like right off the bat, copyright infringement, gotcha. right? So, like, if you... Say you're a creator account, right? Or you're a business account. There's two di- two types of account on TikTok. If you're a business account, you cannot use copyrighted video. But if you're you can't a creator, use copyrighted you music. Yeah. But like if you're a creator account, then you can use whatever you want and it's just a slap on the wrist. They'll just be like, take your video down. But they won't like, you know, infringe your ability yeah. to kind of advertise. Um, but can you run, you could, I haven't done this yet or even been in this, this world. So like, can you run a TikTok ad that then directs you to TikTok shop or would you, you you can if okay. it was a if it was an approved thing like say you're just selling golf clubs yeah, yeah or like selling saying. golf balls or whatever like yeah. you, yes you definitely can because um, like I'm thinking remember APL like when they first came out they got banned because uh like yeah, people were jumping too high jumping right too high, yeah. and like if I'm APL now that there's TikTok shop I'm like right. this shoe was AI voice that's what I'm trying to do here yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just FYI <laughs> thank you for the warning this, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, like, why does LeBron have a 47-inch vertical? Oh, you know, and you could go down that that whole rabbit hole. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think of, like, non-supplement brands that are doing it really effectively. I know uh, my buddy, so another guy that I helped out with this is uh, he has a card game company. And so it's called Where Do You Draw the Line, right? It's kind of like a couple's playing game or just, like, in a friend group. Like, you know, where do you draw the line? Are they the jealous type? Well, that's, like, a red flag for me. And so gotcha. um, what we helped him out with was doing some street interviews and the street. That's interview, what you were telling me about last yeah, week. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so we did a street interview and just interview people live on the spot, had this big blow up of the card. And then the CTA at the end of the video is, you know, go by the game below. And instead of like go by the game at the link or whatever, um, it's going really well for him. Dick. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. No, it's, it's been dope. Yeah. What you got next? Well, I'll piggyback off that. So have you ever heard of Connor Price? Uh, no, no, okay, I haven't so, until you told me about him. Yeah, Connor Price is this uh, rapper who's like blown up on TikTok, right. And, right? and has now made a living just being a, a rapper. Um, but he's known, I would say, like as a TikTok rapper, but also makes very good videos and is now making a killing, uh, earning over $2 million a year from Spotify. Mm. Okay, so what I want to first talk about is his formula, how he does this, what makes a viral, uh, viral piece of video for him. So the first thing is for platforms, like he has very specific goals for each platform. For TikTok and IG, it is to drive awareness to his songs. Mm. So he, the way he does it is like, it is, he is making a TikTok video, but the core of that TikTok video is his song, okay? For YouTube and Spotify, his goal is to nurture and monetize. So what I want to like break down is, kind of one of his videos. So I am going to be looking at my screen because I'm like going to break it down frame by frame. Yeah. But I want to show you guys how he thinks about videos. And like I heard him in an interview talk about it, that he only thinks in hooks, which I thought was really interesting because everybody, yeah, everybody tells you like, 
pay attention to your hook and then it's like be very concise. Right. Well, what if you just do hooks? Then a you have a whole fucking, time. Yeah, a whole time. It's like then you have a very engaging video. Right, that sounds like the most addicting song of all time. The whole thing it is. is just like the chorus. Like, and, and if you listen to a song, you'd be like, oh, dude, I yeah. probably, you've probably used that for the stuff like yeah. for a video. You know what I'm saying? No, we're definitely throwing Connor Price on the next soundtrack. Yeah. So the first crazy stat is that when this video, um, when he first like thought about, oh, I'm going to make skits around videos, that video got 3.5 million views in one day. Wow. And po- like absolutely popped off. And there was like, okay, there's something here. Yeah. To date, it has over 75 million views, which is crazy. That's huge. That is dude. crazy. That is gnarly. So I want to dissect it minute by video or minute by minute or second by second, actually, because you'll notice that it's these three to five seconds. How, how long is it? It's like a minute and 15. Minute 15. Which is like a long ish video when you really look at it. Yeah. Right. For short form. These days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For short form. Um, and it's these three to five second segments that all end in cliffhangers. So the the beginning of it is he like came up with this idea of I'm going to collab with artists from different countries to blow up my music and to blow up their music. And like they piggyback off my audience. I piggyback right. off their audience. So he first starts off like at his computer table, like or his computer desk like this. And he has a globe and he like whips around. And he's like, I'm going to spin this globe. I'm going to put my finger on a country whatever country it is, I'm going to find an artist and I'm going to collab with the artist from that country. So the first two to three seconds is him spinning the globe. Then he's like, so what country is, basically the cliffhanger is like, well, what country is it going to land on? Then it's like, he puts his finger on it. It lands in uh, Zimbabwe. Okay, we're now eight seconds in. And he's like, Zimbabwe, like I've never heard of this country. Is there anybody I could find? So then it shows him doing the research, another cliffhanger because you're like, is this man going to find somebody? Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, he found somebody. What, what's the artist? We're 10 seconds in. Okay, it's this guy named Killa. And he's like, you know, what's he like? What's his music like? Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, so far, what, everything. What's Killa going to say when he reaches yeah. out? So everything right now is like already a, a hook. Then he reaches out to Killa and he shows like the DM. He's like, yo, I have a sick idea. What do you think? And it just like ends right there at the DM. How will he respond, right? We're now 19 seconds in. They go straight to FaceTime. He says yes. Then it's like, well, what's the song going to sound like? And then it shows Connor listening to, like, uh, over his phone, listening to the video. And it's Killer's song through the video. And it's like Connor reacting to it. Yeah. And dude, and it's like the whole time, it's like all these Is internal Is it like a split questions. screen, like side by side? No, 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 no. It's all a skit. Yeah, that's what's sick about it. It's like it's all a fucking form skit with like, like actual uh, scenes planned out. And so like if you really break it down, it is nothing but hooks because it's all these internal questions of like, is he going to respond? Is he going to find the artist? Is it going to be good? Am I going to like it? And it's all getting answered piece by piece. Right. And he's done this. Like if you dissect all of his videos, they're all like this, like one, two minute videos that are all just like these crazy uh, planned out scenes like another one and I'll do this one off the top of my head but it's like it's him he plays like three different roles three or four different characters and it's crazy and again like that's another thing he'll do he's like he'll have like four characters in the skit yeah and so like it's him again at the computer he's like hey I'm gonna record a song today and like it's him on the booth like this saying like yo what are we gonna record today and then he, there's like this weird cousin who's just like a scientist and he's on the couch and he just drops like a little like a drop into one of those I don't know what they're called, like the little like canister thing. A vial? 
it wasn't a vial, but like the one that's like triangular. What is it? A, a beaker. Yeah, a beaker. A beaker and it makes yeah. like the noise, like the little droplet noise. Right. And then he's like, oh, wait, shit, that's fire. Do yeah. that again. And then he's like, wait, wait, is your cousin coming over? Like the weird DJ that never shows his face. And they look over and he's like right at the door. And like, and it's like just this constant oh, this skit. Crazy. Yeah. And then, and then he like, the weird DJ is on the couch and he starts making a beat. And again, the guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold up, do that again. And he does it again. And then he starts rapping. And then the scientist guy does the little drop thing. And it's all part of the beat. And then he's like doing Puts it all together. Yeah, dude. He's doing analog to himself at the desk. He's like, yo, 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 throw that other thing on there. And it's like all this crazy thing right. where it's like, now that's the first 15, 20 seconds. Then the next 30 seconds is him rapping. And then the last five seconds is the DJ on the couch. And like, he's still playing, but he has like a mask on. And the mask says link in the bio. Bro, this man is talented. Fucking crazy. Insanely talented. Crazy. Why is he like a YouTuber, rapper, like cinematographer all in one? Like, yeah. It's, do, you, do you know who uh, Charlie Puth is? Yeah. yeah the, um, I have like one of his songs he, in he, my life. Right? He, uh, yeah. I yeah. Got, I know who I is. got like one. I got like 16. No. Um, well, that's because you're going through things right now, bro. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. You're talking. You're, you're the one you got on repeat is we don't talk anymore. <laughs> we don't talk <laughs> anymore. Um, so he did he did something really similar there for a bit. He uh he would like like, all right, I'm gonna build a song off of this one chord. Yeah. And then he would like play another chord and play another chord. And like the process of seeing a song come together was like this really engaging content. Yeah. But this guy's taking it to a whole nother level, layering on like the skit element. Dude, right. Yeah, go down the rabbit hole. I yeah. You'll be amazed by like I again because I've been doing short form content. I've been dissecting so many. Right. And I'm right. Like, Damn, dude, I'm boring. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta do better. I mean, he's going in though. You know, um, he's probably one, not writing newsletters. One, no. But one <laughs> or raising there, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> true. Good. Good. Give yourself some credit. You know? good, good points. Yeah. Well, but what I thought about is, is it more worth it to make one really killer video like this a week or seven? green screen videos or That's seven ultimate question right? you know like if those seven got a combine of a hundred thousand views but the really good one got a million views because shit like all i it got me thinking dude like yeah i got more production Vanessa, i got three dogs i got characters i got sure. Zara. no 100%. i got me i got Bro, my you got the neighbors i got my neighbors you got the neighbors <laughs> yeah i got my neighbors like i got characters yeah 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 no i, got I mean something there dude you definitely what would be your angle though? Because you're not really making music, like you're making like marketing case studies. I, that's what I'm saying. I got to figure out how to. Who's pulling out? Like I could be a <laughs> scientist. I could be a scientist. Yeah. I could be. There could be another like boring person that's the the small business owner that's like never understood marketing well, and they just like think what you're doing pictures. with your skit, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I'm trying to think of like a skit in my or the head. Super side show. Like, and then like I yeah like there's there's different a lot of things I could do but yeah. The three takeaways from all this is one, thinking headlines. Yeah. Right. Craft a story, but after you've already crafted the headline, then deliver the product or then insert their product. The next part of thinking in headlines or to complement it is to think in hooks. When you script, when you plan something out, always think in hooks of is how can every move after the last move be better than the last move? Mm -hmm. Bars. Yeah. Three. That's crazy really understand why you're using a specific platform. Are you just on Instagram or TikTok because you think you should be on there or because like Connor is doing, this is going to drive awareness to my songs 
And then I'm going to be on YouTube and Spotify to monetize that audience. I'll be super interested to see what he does with the audience. Like, it seems like he's got a couple of different paths. Like, he could just do music. He could do tours. But, yeah. like... So, he, he just sounds, started tours. And you should see the skit for the fucking tour. It's so good. He sounds so scientific and programmatic about yeah. it. Like, he seems like he's going to be a business mogul, too. Yeah. Like, he's going to come up with a crazy idea. I don't want to discredit uh, or not mention her, but supposedly his girlfriend or wife is, like, the mastermind behind it all. Really? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. yeah good for her. Um, cool. Quick pivot to something that I thought was really cool I saw online the other day. And it's this business called Man, Man Crate. So Man Crate sends you a gift box. And it's all these different little knickknacks that like, you know, a, a manly man would like, right? Here's the twist. They send it in a literal crate with a wrench that you have to open up the crate with. So you really got to get your hands in there, like no skinny fingers allowed. I'm telling you, like this thing, it's, it's, it's crazy. This is sick. Yeah, it's super cool. And I'm definitely getting one for all the men in my life. Uh, sure, maybe, maybe you hit, fit that bill. But uh, what it got me thinking about <laughs> was, um, you know, products where, or companies where the product is the packaging, right? So what I'm talking about is not necessarily like, you know, uh, man crate, what goes in the crate. It's the experience of yeah. opening the crate. Like the crate is the actual product. Interesting. Okay. Right. And so, um, like they can get as clever as they want. They got a, they got a slumberjacks package where it's like, you know, this plaid blanket and you know, whatever. But the core thing about their product is the unboxing experience. Mm. And so I thought of a couple other examples and I'm excited to hear kind of like some other things that you've thought about as well. One that immediately comes to mind, liquid death, yeah. right? Like it's water. It's just water. Yeah. But mountain water. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nat water. Natural spring. Yeah. Um, and they made it cool to order a water at a bar. It's that simple. Yeah. Right. Like the product was the packaging. It was, this doesn't actually look that whack if you order it at a bar. The other one that I wanted to bring up which I think is really cool. And I bet a lot of people have seen in stores is called the Good Crisp. Have you heard about the Good Crisp? No. So it's a better for you chip brand. And what makes them really interesting is a lot of better for you chips come as like a plantain chip or a sweet potato chip. And they're in like a big ass bag. And like, it's just not that cool. What Good Crisp wanted to do was they wanted to replicate the form factor, like how it appears of Pringles. Mm. So the chip itself is identical to a Pringle and they come in that long tube that Pringles come in. So you're basically looking at Pringles on one hand and then good crisp on the other. Well, one says that it's better for you, gluten-free, not made with harmful oils, not made with any additives, any dyes, whatever. It's probably vegan somehow. And that's the one that you're probably going to buy, especially if you're in Whole Foods, right? Like you're going to lean towards... Sick. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen this, never Dude, heard of it. Sick company launched in 2014. So I looked into them a little bit and there were some things that I found very interesting. I think these guys are exploding right now. Yeah. Let me tell you why. So they raised $5 million in 2020. That's not a huge amount of money, especially for a consumer packaged goods brand. Like you, you're going to need a lot more than that yeah. to scale. Um, you can't find a ton of information about revenue or, you know, fundraises since. And the fact that they're in every store that I go to in Austin probably tells me that that means sales are going well. Yeah. 
But I did find something that they recently raised a debt facility, which is basically like a line of credit from like a pretty massive uh, financial institution. Uh, once you stop raising equity and you start raising debt, you're balling. Yeah. Right. Because you're saying, I am not worried about paying this back at all. I just need cash in my hands yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, the only figure I could find from 2019, which by the way, they've exploded since the pandemic, was that they were in 13,000 locations nationwide. Wow. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that number is like Double 30 to something. 40. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's crazy. And what's so cool about their product is it tastes like a Pringle. It, it looks like a Pringle. It. They got the same flavors as Pringles. And their core philosophy right from the jump was chips are bad for you. They don't have to be. But you also don't need to feel like you're eating something that is not what you're familiar with. There's probably infinite amount of things where this is going to happen over the next few years where it's like a traditional product is going to get, you know, reformatted into something better for you. But then why not just keep that same packaging and yeah. experience that consumers are familiar with? Let it evolve. So like, you know, those uh, protein cookies where Len and Larry's or. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine if those came in a Chips Ahoy kind of bag I, and they were like snacked ones, but they were fucking five grams of protein right. every every bite. Yeah, I love this uh, headline though. All taste, no guilt. Right, and it literally looks like a Pringles. Yeah, like, it literally looks like Pringles. Yeah, and like some of my fat, like best memories uh, watching movies when I was a kid was like, you go to Publix, which yeah. is like the HEB for Florida. Yeah, yeah. You go to Publix and you buy a whole fucking thing of Pringles, and you're watching whatever it is, Harry Potter three and the Sorcerer, like Game whatever. Game on. Yeah, bro. Play and Mario just, Kart. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Yo, pass me the Pringles. Right. And right. you are just passing it. No, this is sick. Now kids can be like, pass me the crisp. <laughs> that actually sounds cooler too. It does. Now. Got it it comes off like so, cleaner. I mean, similar to what you thought, what you just said, right? Like, why can't someone do this with Capri Suns? Like, why can't someone take, I'm, I mean, Olipop is doing this with someone soda, has right? With Capri Suns. Have you ever been in Greenlight Social? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the right time at night, I could tell you that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, do they still have those? Do you know? Uh, I, I believe so. They I could, believe you literally so. Well, I don't want to like admit that I know, you know, Why? I don't want to tell the people that I, I've been in green light and like tried that. I've been to green light and tried that years right, ago. Well, now I feel comfortable. Trying <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, years ago, but like <laughs> yeah. you just go like have a Capri Sun. Oh, and years like, ago. I'm talking about last Saturday. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, a lot of different ways to kind of like reformat this. Feastables doing it with yeah. chocolate bars, right? Like better for you, Hershey's basically. Is and it there. does come in like Hershey's packaging yeah, in, in many, yeah, like in, in a way. It's similar, right? Yeah. Like they uh, they have like the breakable squares. Yes. So that is kind of their angle. Have you tried it? Feastables? Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? It's good. Would you rather get a Hershey's or a Feastables? Um, I think it's close enough to a Hershey's that I'd rather get a Feastables if it's better for you. If you're making s'mores, are you going to use Feastables or Hershey's? Dude, I can't. I can't say that. Joe's my boy. That's fair. Yeah, he runs Feastables. He's he's a good guy. We're gonna bring him on. Yeah, Definitely he'll be on soon. But yeah, so what are some other companies that you have seen where you know, like the real core appeal of the product itself is the packaging? I misinterpreted your text. Oh, so I thought little, where the product is, we're gonna veer a little bit. Is marketing like okay. the product markets itself? Yeah. So the first one that I thought of was Ridge Wallets. Mm, mm -hmm. The second you bring out a Ridge Wallet, it's like, what is that? What is like, that is a different type of wallet I've ever seen, right? Like, and I was listening to a podcast with Sean and Sean Frank. 
and he brought up something super interesting. Two parts. The first one is like when you look at the totem pole of fashion, it is uh, women's fashion is at the highest of the totem pole. Then like except like handbags and like accessories. Then there's men's fashion, and at the bottom bottom of the totem pole is uh, men's accessories. But that market is like five or five billion or ten billion. Like is a huge market, mm. but it's something untapped. Right. And then when you think of wallets, you can, but like maybe Gus can't name the last the last time he bought a wallet, right? Or he can't like say when the last time he bought a wallet is, and most likely somebody bought the wallet for him, right? It maybe it was grandma, maybe it was like whoever it was. Gift. It was like yeah. yes, yeah. and so they were like, oh well, that's a huge. Everybody, every man has a wallet, and if we can own that market, like we'll be huge. So now they do over hundred million dollars in revenue and they're trying to own like the men's accessory uh market but and i ended up adding to that revenue number last night by a 125 dollar wallet yeah because it's sick and it was like there's uh it was like an artist from italy from like florence who like designed it pretty cool but to me it was what is this super again similar to what you're saying though what is this like untapped market and nobody's thinking about because it's like, oh, it's dominated. Because I think their biggest competitor does m- billions in revenue. Yeah. Like, and and finding this untapped market and then just like making it cool. Right. And in this case, like Ridge Wallet, they they did make it cool. Like they have really dope designs for Ridge Wallets. Um, the other one I thought about was Goodworth Keys. I think I told you about this, but like Goodworth Keys, again, my whole thing thought process here is like the product is the marketing. So bear with me and sorry for taking a detour. No, it's all but good. Goodworth Keys, I got hit with an ad and it's like super sick keys like with designs on them. So like I got one with a bull, like I don't want to say a bull and you think it's like a Home Depot drawn on bull. It's like it's actually if you got like bull's horns and you cut it out and steal and like that is your key. So like you have right. like all these different designs for keys um, just like the little things. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like, it's again, like, it's it's still men's accessories if you like think about it. It's like the details kind of matter. Yeah. You know, it's that, that's like the thesis of their company, I feel like. And it's also like, uh, they also have, it was called like Smoker's Corner. And I don't smoke, but it's like, I got hella candles at the crib. Yeah. And so I bought a $24, <laughs> yeah. I got $24 lighter case. But yeah. it's like gold and it has, uh, what is it? Like paisley, parsley. What is the bandana shit? Like the, uh, starts with a P. Parsley? That's what I thought, but I, I feel like you cook with parsley. You're talking about like the thing that's on It's like the swirls. bandanas? Yeah. Wow, we're going to have to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I feel like parsley is what you put on like like pasta. You yeah. know, like ground no, beef parsley or something. parsley is 100% of spice. Yeah, it's is, 100% of spice. But I also think the word is insanely close to parsley. Yeah, like I probably. Think it's very close. But the idea is, dude, the second I pull out that key, I'm telling you there's not a hundred people I've met or that I will come in contact with over the next something. day. Yeah. Well, that have the same key. And because of that, every time I bring it out, I'm marketing the key. Right. Where'd you get that? Yes. You know, like it, it's it's immediate. What is it? And where did you get that? Yeah. You know, the second I showed John and John's honestly not receptive to things. He was like, <laughs> this is dope. Yeah. He, was, he was like, this is dope. And then I showed yeah. him the lighter. and He's like, what the fuck did you spend yeah. $24 on a lighter case? That, that really is the the ultimate litmus test is does John, d- does John yeah. actually think it's stupid yeah. or not? <laughs> yeah. All right. It's got his approval. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. The other one I th- that's, they've actually done a good job. Um, and I don't have too much context. I've only gotten one thing, but Carte Blanche, they've actually done a good job of like their unboxing experience. Oh yeah. Not like the full unboxing experience of like what it actually comes in, but 
when you do get a cart, I got the Carte Blanche hat and it came with like a fake CD. Yeah. That and that fake CD was Carte Blanche's uh greatest hits. And like there was uh, other yeah, things yeah. part of they, it. They like theme it out by Yeah, which I thought stuff. was cool. Like there's a quote and I don't remember who it was from, but it was like the only thing that has a hundred percent open rate is your unboxing experience. Right. Yeah, it's one of the things that people don't think about. Do or, you care about it? Yes. For everything? Uh, No, but brands that I really like, I'll give brands that I, I purchase regularly or that, like that I shop for that I think could make it better. And I think there's also another element and we could brainstorm on this. Represent. I spend a fuck ton of money with Represent. Yeah. My favorite. It's like my go-to workout clothes. I'm wearing Represent. Unboxing experiences. It's just a bag. Comes yeah. into like one of those like little bags with right, a shirt inside right. of it. Nothing special. Regular DHL bag as well. I feel like there's that's a big opportunity for them to make this, especially if it's like based on a collection, do something better. Right. The other thought is do it milestone based. If like you don't want to do it for everybody, do it milestone based of like customers that sent that spend a thousand dollars a year, like make a box for them. The next purchase is going to come like sick and reward them for being a loyal customer. Damn. Like put thought process into that. Really good idea. Put a really good thought process into how you reward your top customers. Because if you reward them, they're only going to spend more money. Right, right. There's a supplement company called Old School Labs. I bought some of their shit, probably off TikTok shop, probably off some bo- booty ass <laughs> video. 50, 50% yeah. off. <laughs> probably some fake shit. Yeah. But I bought it. A few weeks after I got it, actually not even a few weeks, like seven days after they sent me another free gift or like they sent me a free gift with a legit personalized note saying like, hey, appreciate you grow- helping us grow. Figured we just send you some extra stuff that you could try out. Yeah. Because of that, I reordered a whole nother supplement stack. That's dope. I yeah. still weigh the same. That's what I- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's still cutting season here at the marketing exam at yeah. HQ. But there's something there of like, dude, I love, I love what you just said about like rewarding your like best customers with like a unique experience because like that is something that I just don't think people are doing. But what you are seeing a lot, the e-commerce software space is a lot of these membership platforms and loyalty platforms. So people are trying to figure out like customer acquisition cost is rising. Yeah. And how do I extract more out of the customers I've already acquired 100% without spending more? That's 100% a way to do it. They've already shown that they have the budget to buy from you. They've yeah. already shown that they support you. They clearly like your stuff, right? Yeah. Like I have a brand, um, I've talked about them a million times on this podcast, but like Ame Leon Door, like, dude, they are such an upscale luxury brand. Like if they included like a, just a, it could be like a cufflink, right? Or like some like sort of like small, Something like small. unique accessory, like $20 gift to them. Like that would be, a really meaningful thing to receive. And I'd be like, oh, this is crazy. Like they actually give a shit versus like, you know, just sending me the same. Yeah, just sending me the same thing. But they do do a really good job of uh, the shoe box. So when you buy shoes from those guys, got like gold, like reflective, soft touch ink on it. Like it looks like a very like luxury kind of presentation, um, which I think is really important in that space. Is like, if it's up market at all, I do think you should care about your unboxing experience. 100%. If it's not, I don't think people care. That would probably be my two cents. If it's something you're always buying that you just need to have or it's yeah. like just part of your routine. Like Abercrombie, I don't care. No. Even like PacSun, yeah, those brands, yeah. I don't give a like shit. I'm, I'm good. But Fear of God, right? 
uh, represent Carte Blanche, whatever like luxury brands. Flamingo State, like I would say another one. For sure. I wonder. Dude. I don't know what their their unboxing experience is like, but it was it was it was dope. It was okay. super super. It dope. was yeah. They had like custom box. Like they included like a few things in there that you could like read up on if you wanted to. I never do. Yeah, but like I liked that it was there. I appreciated it. I and I think the second you make the unboxing experience amazing, you open the door to UGC. You 100%. open the door to the people who are like, I'm gonna unbox. I'm gonna do a review video, unboxing experience video, etc. Yeah, and you open that door. But yeah. we're getting up on an hour to wrap up. Where where can they find you, Brian? Uh, find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Blum one, and uh, yeah, LinkedIn, just my name. But that's that's where you can find me. Dope. On my end, um, the main thing: marketingexamined.com, a hundred plus playbooks, marketing playbooks to help you grow shit. Uh, if not, if you just want to follow the short form journey, then it's Alex Garcia underscore ATX. Twitter, same shit. LinkedIn, it's just my name. But that's a wrap. Sweat Equity, episode four. Yeah, we'll see you all for episode five. Episode five.